Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What is God's will for our time, our talent, and our treasures? That's the question that we've been asking the Lord these two Sundays. And last week was the focus on our time and talents. This week, the focus is God's will for our treasures. And the text for today's sermon is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I want to set this up for you so that we're seeing it in the context of God's greater plan of revelation and uh, redemption for his people. So some 400 years before this passage in Deuteronomy, there was famine in the land, the land that the Lord had promised. It was God's will that the 11 sons of Israel should go into Egypt and so that there they could make use of the food bank that the Lord had established. Well, little did they know that the, the brother, their brother Joseph, whom these uh, other 11 brothers threw into a well and sold into slavery, was now the one who is in charge of overseeing the distribution at this food bank. It was God's will that these brothers should be reconciled and that the Lord would bring all of Israel's family into the land of Egypt so that they could live. And they lived there and very well, at least for a while. They experienced a a baby boom, and the population of the Israelites exploded. Years passed, and a new pharaoh came into power, and he feared the foreigners who were in their midst, and turned turned these free descendants of Israel into Egypt's slaves. They were put to hard labor. The Israelites cried out to the Lord for deliverance, and the Lord, the Lord heard their cries. So the Lord raised up Moses and sent him to lead the people of Israel out of the land of slavery, which is Egypt, and back to the land that was promised to their forefathers. So the Lord sent Moses to speak to Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go. At least that's the way it sounds in the movie. But Pharaoh refused, right? Each time Pharaoh refused, the Lord sent a plague upon Egypt. And after the tenth time, the tenth plague, the plague of death upon the firstborn, Pharaoh finally gave in and let the Israelites go. And so with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, the Lord set the Israelites free as they followed Moses. Now, on the way out of Egypt, something interesting happened. We always focus on the let my people go part. But in Exodus chapter 12, verses 33 and following, we read these these things. The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls, being bound up in their cloaks on their shoulders. The people of Israel had also done as Moses had told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they, so that they as the Egyptians, let them have whatever they asked. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. The Egyptians plundered, or sorry, the Israelites plundered the Egyptians 
just simply by asking for their silver and their gold. They were so bereft over the death of the firstborn of their children and their flocks that they simply gave their treasures away. Here, take them, get out of the land. God had brought the Egyptians to such a low point that they ultimately despaired of their wealth and just gave it away. And no, the point of the sermon is not that the Lord brings down the nation so that he provides for his people, right? What we want to focus on is what happened with all that gold and silver that was plundered from the Egyptians. What happened to all these temporal blessings that the Lord gave to the Israelites as they left the land of Egypt? Well, the history goes that after crossing the Red Sea, the Israelites began to complain. Why? Because they had no food. And they couldn't trade in the treasure that they had for a single loaf of bread. Looking around, there wasn't a Kroger to go to to find any food. So the Israelites cried out, Would that we would have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Moses, with no food to eat and no place to buy food of their own, it's here that God's will is revealed. And God's will is this, to provide them and ultimately you with your daily bread. Manna was God's answer. Bread from heaven, which no one worked for, nor did they pay for with their gold or silver. It was given freely, daily. It was enough. Not less, not more, just enough. That was God's will. And still is. To give you this day your daily bread. Great, Pastor, but what about all that silver and gold that they toted in the wilderness after crossing the Red Sea? Yeah, I wonder if their attitude towards that silver and gold changed. I mean, you couldn't buy anything with it, right? And so now silver and gold, this treasure, just became extra weight to lug around. I mean, you couldn't buy anything with it, right? And so now silver and gold, this treasure, just became extra weight to lug around as they wandered through the the wilderness. I mean, what good is treasure if you don't have good use for it? I think they figured that if they died in the wilderness, as they thought, well, how could this gold or silver do them any good? How could it save us? How could this treasure stave off death? Well, the answer is it can't. So three months after leaving Egypt, Moses and the Israelites come to Mount Sinai. Three months of lugging around this gold and silver. The Lord calls to Moses to ascend the mountain, and there he receives instructions from the Lord. Moses comes down from the mountain, and he teaches the people of Israel. 
They enter into a covenantal relationship with the Lord. And after hearing of what this covenant entails, all the Israelites say, all that the Lord has said, we will do. There's great enthusiasm over the covenant and and rejoicing in being God's people. But then the Lord calls Moses up the mountain again, and this time he stays there for 40 days. And the people who are left down at the bottom, they waver in their faith. They start to believe that God and the servant Moses had abandoned them. They start to believe that they are now ultimately on their own. And they believe that, gosh, we better do something. They believe that they needed to worship someone. And so they took all that gold, the gold from Egypt, and they did something with it. They melted it down and they made this ugly cow statue out of that gold and they bowed down and they worshipped it. They worshipped the gold that had been given to them. They worshipped the gold that they had lugged around the wilderness for three months. They worshipped a lifeless and a powerless hunk of metal that they made with their own hands. This was not God's will for their treasure. The God who rescued and redeemed them from the land of slavery was angry, and rightly so. Moses, as a priest, now intercedes for the people. And God hears his prayer. He averts his wrath against the sin of the Israelites, but there would be consequences. As Moses comes down, the calf is smashed into pieces and ground into a powder and put into the water so that the Israelites would drink it. The very gold that they could not use to buy manna from heaven or any other loaf of bread, this gold was now being consumed. The gold that they had worshipped was now being ingested. The false god that they had made for themselves well, had now been taken into their stomachs. And having been taken into their stomachs, would pass from their bodies and would be flushed away with the rest of the waste. That's what became of their treasure. They had broken the covenant that the Lord had established with them. They had broken the commandments that defined their worship with the God who saves They had gone against the will of God, and one whole generation was not able to enter into the the land of promise. And they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. That finally brings us to our text for today. It's a long introduction, I know. But if you would, look in your bulletins. The passage from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 through 18. Here we have Moses, 40 years older. He's led the people of Israel by the help of God to the border of the promised land. And here in the wilderness, on the banks of the Jordan River, Moses retells the law. 
He recounts the covenant that the Lord made with his people and reminds them once again of the Lord's great faithfulness. He reminds them of the Lord's work in the past and the Lord's provision in the present. He exhorts them to remember who God is and what he has done and so to live and to worship this God only. And we get these words. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, and that he might humble you and test you to to do you good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power... And the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. Oh, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Remember. Where does your wealth or any good thing, for that matter, come from? From the Lord your God. His will is to give you your daily bread. In fact, His will is to give you above and beyond your daily bread. And no, I'm not simply talking about the blessing of our uh, uh, material blessings of treasure. He gives us, He gives us Himself. Jesus is the greatest treasure. Jesus is the bread of heaven. He is the one who gives us himself that we might eat and live. For unlike any other food that's consumed, the body and the blood of Christ, given and shed for you, actually gives us life. Because through this meal, our sin is forgiven. Jesus is the greater Moses, the perfect priest who intercedes. Jesus is the, 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 the greater Moses, not because Jesus gives the law, but because Jesus actually fulfills the law. And as such, Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant, a new covenant sealed with the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of our sin. Jesus is the greater Moses because he is the one who rescues us from the land of slavery. And no, I'm not talking just about Egypt, but I'm talking about this present dark age fouled by our sin and plagued by the devil. Jesus is the one who is present with, our, with us in our wilderness wanderings. And Jesus is the one who ultimately brings us into the promised land. No, not the land of Israel, but the new earth under the new heavens as he comes again in glory. Jesus is the greater treasure. And you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, are his people. You have been redeemed. That means you have been literally bought at a price. And that price was the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. 
You have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. It was shed for you at Calvary. You have passed through the waters, not of the Red Sea, but of the waters of holy baptism. And now you are the Lord's people. You are the church. You are the new and the fuller Israel that God himself has redeemed out of every nation of the earth. And as his people, you are provided for in both body and soul. Not always with what you want, but with what you need. For God's will is to give you your daily bread. The question remains then, how then shall we use the daily bread that has been given to us? How shall we use the treasures that God has so richly supplied how do we think about our temporal and our, and our material blessings that the Lord has granted to us? Well, if it's God's will to give you your daily bread, it is also God's will that others should receive their daily bread through you. Now think about this. Parents, you don't just receive your wage at work so that you can feed and care for yourself, right? It's for the care of your family. We're not given gifts so that we might simply serve ourselves, but so that we may be enabled to serve others. Our treasures are not to become objects of worship, but they are given so that we might give, so that others might worship the one who gives all good things. Now, the Israelites in the past learned this, at least for a time. In Exodus, we hear that uh, the Lord is receiving instruction for setting up the the tabernacle, the, the, the place of meeting, the forerunner of the temple. It's the place where, where, uh, where sacrifices would be made. It's the pr- place where the Torah was read, the covenant was remembered, the sins of the penitent forgiven. It was the place where the priests would intercede on behalf of, of the people and ministered in the name of the Lord for the care of the people. And this is communicated to the people of God. And in Exodus 35, starting in verse 20, we hear how the people of God respond to God's ministering work in their presence. They respond with a right attitude and understanding of God's will for their treasures. Read all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of the meeting, and for all its service, and for the holy garments. And so they came, both men and women. All who were of a willing heart brought brooches and earrings and singlet rings and amulets, all sorts of gold objects, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. And everyone who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarns or fine linens of goat's hair or tanned ram skins or goat skins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use in the, in the work brought it. And every skillful, skillful woman spun with her hands. 
And they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twilled linen. All the women brought whose hearts stirred them to use, the, to use their skill spun the goat's hair. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones for the, uh, to be set for the, the ephod and for the breast, plate, breast piece and spices and oils for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work of the Lord that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. God's will is to give you your daily bread and every good and perfect gift. God's will for you is to share what he has given so that others might worship the one who has given all good things. That's why we're here. That's why we proclaim and practice God's love with conviction and courage in our household, our congregation, and beyond. This is reflected, I pray that you saw, uh, in, in our uh, stewardship packets in the way that this congregation uses our treasure with 51% of our budget focused on missions so that others might hear the good news of Jesus. 27% of our budget is, is focused at supporting our staff. 19% of our budget to care for this facility where, where we gather this tent of meeting where so much ministry takes place. God's will for our treasure is that we give so that others might come to worship the one who has given all good things. And so we pray that our hearts are moved. We pray that we respond like the the ancient people of Israel. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that our will is conformed to God's will. Amen.